Welcome. You've tuned into Living the Miracle with hosts Michael and Raphael Tamura. You are meant to live a joy-filled life, and you most certainly can. In this program, you will learn simple yet powerful psychic tools to help you fulfill your soul's purpose in this world. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Tamura and Raphael Tamura. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. I'm Raphael. And I'm Michael. The purpose for our show is to awaken souls, develop intuition, and fulfill purpose. Today, we're here to talk about children and angels. We've heard so many parents talk about their little children mentioning their angels as well as children themselves talking about them. Could it be that children are naturally much closer to heaven or the spirit realm than adults since they haven't been in the world as long? It's pretty safe to say that children tend to remember the more spiritual realms for a few years before family, school, friends, and the more worldly busyness takes over more of their attention. Plus, the chances that we experience the less pleasant side of life here on earth increases exponentially as we grow up, and they tend to, well, eclipse our more sensitive and psychic awareness. On the other side of the cycle of incarnation, of course, as people get older and closer once again to returning to the heavenly planes of life, They tend to have more angel encounters and awareness of angels. We'll address that process in a later episode of our show this season. At birth, as souls, we incarnate into the world and spend the first dozen or so more years being called children. By the time we reach our teens, most of us identify with that classification and wish to be treated more as young adults. Of course, That may change suddenly if we find ourselves as teenagers in dire straits and wanting our parents to swoop in and rescue us. Nonetheless, we each have to grow up and be adults sooner or later. While we're children, however, we get to be taken care of by adults, at least in most cases. Of course, many of the children, due to circumstances, who had to take on adult roles while they were still children, often tend to become more serious and toughen up. That was like me. When we have to fend ourselves, we tend, if when we have to fend for ourselves, we tend to close up more to outside help. In fact, that happens a lot more for most of us as we take on adult responsibilities in the world, no matter at what age. Is that part of what makes us forget the relationship we had as very young children when we close up more to help in our determination to survive as individuals? We've said many times on our show that everyone has angels around them. The only difference between us is whether we are aware of them or we have forgotten or even ignored angels. There are also many people who feel they are not directly aware of angels but firmly believe in them. Their belief comes from both their intuitive knowing that there are angels and from their early memory of being aware that angels were around them or even that they used to talk with their angels. And in some cases, children are also taught about angels as when they're children. Angels are divine messengers and helpers. They are with us to help us. But 
Are we open to allowing them to be of service? Do we deserve to be lifted up, inspired, to be given wings to soar in our lives? Do we have to struggle needlessly or are we willing to ask for a helping hand? Of course, an angel, even a huge one, can't do it for us. They are here to help us not live our lives for us or to solve all the problems we create in our lives or even that present themselves. Angels certainly don't take care of our own karmic debts. So often, children being more receptive, open to, and willing to ask for help for themselves and others stay more aware, at least for a while, of their angels and the help they are offering. Back in the final days of 1999, as the world looked to a new millennium, several wired services Uh, The reporters from those services called Michael and wanted him to give his predictions on what would happen in the early stages of the coming millennium. Michael told them that they wouldn't be interested in what he saw as one of the most important developments around the world that will start to show up more and more in the first few decades of the coming millennium. They wanted to know anyway. So Michael proceeded to introduce to them by slightly changing a famous quote from the Old Testament, saying, And a little child shall lead them to, and the children shall lead them. Kind of the same thing, only in plural, I guess. He proceeded to give the reporters a detailed rundown of what he meant by that in four stages. But his general prediction was that during the current era that we are living now in, There will be many children and teenagers who will step up onto the world stage to lead the way in fields of endeavor, ranging from mathematics, science and technology to the arts, and from businesses to legislative changes and political activism. He also told them that there will be children and teens who will change the way the world perceives and treats children who appear different from the norm due to congenital conditions and illnesses or just from their behaviors or interests. Then Michael finished his predictions by telling the reporters that the final group of souls starting to incarnate that will help transform societal consciousness as children and young people would be those who demonstrate extraordinary psychic abilities. Well, it looks like all that's been happening all over the world in the first two decades of this millennium, wouldn't you say? And boy, does our world need it now. So, Michael, do you see any relationship between what these incredible kids are already starting to do in the world and angels? Absolutely. (laughs) You were saying uh, earlier, Raphael, that children tend to be more open to asking for and receiving help. And that may allow them to be more aware of and receive help from their angels. I completely agree with that. And not just from their angels, but also from spirit at large. And spirit is large. (laughs) Limitless. (laughs) What I see when I look at children that have been stepping into the limelight more in the world, whether on YouTube as a musical or art prodigy at three years old, 10, 15, whatever, or on the world stage by speaking in person in front of the UN General Assembly or at a global summit or at a more local level via 
podcasts of their own. I see them with hosts of angels, teams of angels, spirit guides, and often enlightened masters and spirit working with them. I also see that many of such children are more aware of such beings helping them. Some of them may be aware, you know, oh, my angel said this, or my angel told me about that, or look, there's my angel, like that, very direct, and they know what they're uh, seeing is an angel who they're communicating with are are angels. Others are more general in their recognition. Oh, my friend, you know, there's my friend. And a lot of times early on for the child, it's, yeah, there's my friend over there. Don't you see her? <laughs> Don't you hear what she's saying? And it's, it's surprising when that is, happens the first time as a little child is because as children generally, you know, I was that way, I assume everybody sees the same thing. Everybody's experiencing what you're experiencing because generally they seem to, if it's on a physical level. So everybody knows, okay, go sit in that chair. Everybody knows what that means because everybody's seeing that chair. But what's the difference to a child when, okay, the person who says go sit in that chair, who knows exactly which chair they're telling you to sit in, and then you you talk to them about the angel sitting in that chair. <laughs> and they go, well, what are you talking about? <laughs> or, or you talk about, well, that's my friend sitting in, that's my friend's chair right now. Uh, he's sitting in that chair. And they go, nobody's sitting in that chair. So this is the, the beginning for many children who are very psychic, very sensitive, spiritually speaking, to the higher frequencies of energy. And at that point, it's, there's no difference between a physical person and a spirit person that isn't physically manifested, incarnated in the, in the flesh like we are. So it's a learning curve for this, like Raphael is saying, newly incarnated soul. The soul is not a baby soul, generally. The soul is not even a little, young, naive uh, uh, ignorant soul. No, the soul could be much, in a sense, older, more mature, or, or knowledgeable, wiser in some ways than the parents, than an adult. And this is one of the challenges that many of us go through who come in to an incarnation at birth a little more awake, a little more aware and sensitive on a spiritual level, and we maybe take longer to forget some of the things of where we just came from. So when we're first born, we're, it's the reality of being spirit, a spiritual being, is so much stronger than the so-called reality of being here as a body. And, of course, we discover very quickly that, oh, what is this? <laughs> this is not so comfortable. What's going on here? It's so noisy. 
it's you know it's just it's just so chaotic compared to being fully in spirit but at that point of course most adults have forgotten what it is to be spirit enough at least so that they don't treat the baby as a spiritual being with a very small baby body and so they treat it like here's the body okay we got to take care of the body which is a good thing to do but a lot of times the body gets taken care of even to the best care the body gets taken care of but the spirit doesn't the spirit gets ignored and that's where the difficulties begin for us as souls right upon birth <laughs> we come in and and in fact in you know i don't know what they do now with newborns but way back when they used to slap the the butt of a baby <laughs> to hang, get him to cross yeah, hang him upside down and slap the bottom <laughs> and get him to cry as if as if crying was you know they had to make the baby cry well the funny thing when my uh, second son was born at home all natural you know home birth and everything he didn't cry and uh he just came out, opened his eyes, and really the first thing he said was, hi, <laughs> literally. And so, and no crying at all. So why should you then take that baby and turn it upside down and slap it on the bottom and, and cause some degree of pain and, and get him to cry? It's ridiculous. That's not a welcome. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, we all go through various experiences, and by hook or crook, we make it. But um, what happens, too, is as children, like Raphael was saying, you know, we're so much more aware, and we're closer to being spirit and remembering what it's like, just totally in spirit, without the body, without the world, without all this noise, Without all this, you know, chaos. Ah, so that's why also babies cry a lot. You know, it's supposed to be, okay, healthy. Well, some of the crying is, okay, they're getting used to the body and, and the vocal cords getting to make sound. But a lot of the crying, the, the, you can tell the uncomfortable, angry cries of frustration and you know hey how come nobody's listening to me until I cry <laughs> I've already been talking but nobody's heard me so we'll get back to that uh, a little bit later but the around these kids who get up to the world stage when we come back from our break, we're going to talk a lot about all the beings, especially angels, that are guiding them, that are protecting them, that are helping them. Well, we are coming to our first break, and since we are pre-recording this episode way back in April, when the pandemic is necessitating border closures, travel restrictions, lockdown of businesses, and other extraordinary mandated precautions... We don't know whether we will be able to offer our seminars and retreats on location or remotely. 
So we're making this announcement with the hope that we'll be able to safely resume our in-person, on-site events by this broadcast. But please check our website to see what is or is not happening at the time you tune into this show. As always, we'll stay in the present and see how everything unfolds. It's our hope that by the time this episode is aired, we would be on the big island of Hawaii getting ready to give our seminar retreat weekend at the Royal Kona Resort on July 11th and 12th with our optional group dolphin cruise and swim by Monday, July 13th to celebrate our anniversary and Michael's birthday. If on the other hand, if it's Still not possible to do this weekend in person in Hawaii. We will let you know via our our website events calendar listing, newsletter, and social media posts of any alternative possibilities to offer our seminars for that weekend remotely as soon as we know, such as by Zoom. Find out all the details on our website events calendar section, michaeltamora.com, and that's spelled M-I-C-H-A-E-L. T-A-M as in Mary, U-R-A dot com, or call our office at 1-530-926-2650 during normal business hours, Pacific time, Monday to Friday, and our wonderful assistant, Noelle, will answer all your questions. In a couple of minutes, we'll be right back to you for Children and Angels. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. Find out more about everything that they offer at MichaelTamura.com. And be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter. The best book ever. Transformational. Incredible information. One of the best books I've ever read. Inspirational. A must read for anyone interested in accomplishing their purpose. That's what readers around the world are saying about You Are the Answer. The award winning book by Michael J. Tomorrow, beloved spiritual teacher and clairvoyant visionary. Order your copy now at Amazon.com. If you love living the miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora, you'll love their teleclasses, seminars, and retreats. Check out their upcoming events at michaeltamora.com forward slash events. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Great to have you back. Let's continue exploring the relationship children and angels often enjoy with each other and what we can learn from that for ourselves. Now, Michael was talking just before the break about the young people that are on the world stage and their angels. Yeah. And so when I 
watch them on YouTube or whatever and news news video and I'm watching them and when I watch you know I'm watching the whole thing instead of just what's happening on a physical body level and most of them are surrounded they're flanked by and surrounded by angels and beings of light now this is also true with adults not only adult leaders uh, political leaders and people like that in uh, important positions but also a lot of celebrities performers people who get out there in front of you know hundreds thousands millions of people and they could be targets of a lot of negativity and so forth and so on and it doesn't matter what that person uh, is representing but There are definitely, we all have angels. And it's interesting that throughout history, the term guardian angel has been quite common amongst, you know, when angels are referenced, a lot of times people think of angels in terms of my guardian angel. They guard over, they look over us, they they protect us, keep us safe and things of that nature. And yes, that's true. Uh, there's been so many different experiences of of people having that they got out of danger, physical danger even, because of an angel presence. And so angels have a way of changing the energy because, okay, there's a crazy person there that's uh, out of line. And you're not supposed to get hurt. You're not supposed to, you're here to do this job and uh, you're doing it. So we're going to help as much as we can. We're going to help you to make it through this so that you can do what you're here to do. That's one of the keys to working with angels and having the support of tremendous angels is how much your life is on purpose. The more you're living your life according to fulfilling your soul purpose, a purpose for which you, as a spiritual being, are here. Then, there's no question, angels are going to be there to do everything they can to support you in doing what you're doing and being healthy and and being able to be safe to make it through to the other end. And so, that's one of the functions of angels. But, when I said with these child leaders and very young adult leaders, there's a whole team of angels and spirit guides and even spiritual masters in spirit that that are guiding these people. So aside from the guardian angels, I see angels that are keeping the mm, connection, if you will, of that child with spirit, with God, with the angels. It's, it's a support team to maintain the space and the integrity of spirit. So that's part of what we see in the extra brightness. Even people who don't claim to be psychic or clairvoyant in any way, they'll often talk about, wow, how bright that child is. Yeah, you look at all these children, and then this one shines brighter. 
What's that about? Well, it's about not one soul is brighter than another. No, it's about how much that soul is being themselves and presenting, expressing who they are in this world. That's the brightness factor. All souls are bright. Spirit is one. It's one brightness. But how much of you as spirit are you able to communicate, to express, to share in this world? That's the brightness factor. The more of you that you're comfortable, that you're certain of who you are and and you're able to express, the brighter you're going to shine. And when you shine at a certain brightness, even people who don't believe in psychic stuff, who don't believe in seeing clairvoyantly or anything like that or who know nothing about it, start to see your light. And they recognize, yeah, this person is very, very bright. So that's one of the things I I always look for in everybody, not just children, but everyone, is how bright that soul is shining. So the ones that are not shining so brightly, I know, they're hiding. You know, they're, they're covering over themselves. Why? Because they're looking at images in their own mind of who they are, and they don't like those images that they see of who they are. They're believing in images that are not true. Those who shine a lot bright, more brightly are knowing more the truth of how incredible they are as spirit. How beautiful, how bright, how intelligent, how capable, how powerful they are as who they truly are. So they're more relaxed. They're giving themselves more permission to be themselves and go, hey, everybody, here I am. (laughs) You know, I don't have to put up disguises. I don't have to put up a, you know, uh, armor of, of protection because I think I'm not very capable. I'm not very strong. So that these children are coming forward at a very early age onto not even doesn't even have to be the world stage, but out there into the public, you know, hundreds of strangers. And they're addressing them either through a musical performance or through a speech, a political type speech, or through just saying, hey, I I got this idea. Let's try it out. There are children who are starting their own companies and nonprofit organizations with the help of adults, of course, to make it more legal and everything. But they're the, they're the spearhead of these organizations that are going on all over the world. There's children that are uh, politically active, and they're creating movements locally as well as globally. And then there's a large segment of the newborn and child population that are difficult for, of course, their parents and families and and difficult even for doctors and and other people who uh, attend to them because they're born with congenital uh, disabilities or conditions or whatever that's not, quote, normal in society. It's not considered healthy, normal, you know, you got all your parts kind of a thing. So they're coming in, not all of them, 
some of these uh, souls who are born with those types of uh, challenges do so in order to complete some long-term karmic debts. But the ones I'm talking about are the souls who deliberately choose. They don't have to come into these kinds of situations and bodies, but they choose those types of bodies and situations and conditions for as a tool, as a prop for, for leading, for leadership, for healing, for teaching. So I've met many of these kids so far, and they're extraordinary. They're incredibly bright, incredibly powerful, and they take on challenges that most of us would go, we would go, gee, I, I wouldn't be able to handle that. But they go, no, this is what I'm here to teach. This is what I'm here to demonstrate. And so they come in, they take on these uh, so-called disabilities or, or congenital conditions or whatever, and, and generally these souls have a very strong agreement with one or more of their parents and, and other people who are going to be their coaches and their support team and whatnot to make it possible. And as they do so, they're just totally transforming the consciousness of everybody around them from from they start with their parents of course and then from neighbors and family relatives and and you know people who know them to the clerks at the stores that they go to schools teachers school teachers ministers and especially doctors nurses and and people who help them in in hospitals usually the adults are the ones saying okay we're in charge and we're going to take care of you you poor thing and then the so a uh, supposedly poor thing goes, wait a minute, who are you calling the poor thing? <laughs> I'm here to teach you. <laughs> and, and at first, it's a little bit shocking for the adults. But after a while, the presence of that soul and the divinity of that spiritual being in a seemingly disabled condition is so powerful that the adults, and especially those with professional credentials and, and expertise, and they're kind of top in their fields, all of a sudden step back and go, whoa, yes, I, I am here to help you, but you're teaching me something I need to learn. And that's happening more and more uh, all over the place. And I see that part of the plan to have these bright, capable, and courageous souls incarnate at this time and grow up very quickly so they can lead the world even as children in all these different ways. This is also a time that requires women to step up to lead and guide the world from the front rather than taking a back seat from, you know, back seat to men. And just as with children being more willing to ask for help, which is also to say willing to cooperate. Women tend to have a more innate receptivity than men, especially in leadership roles. It's that receptivity, particularly to spirit, that's crucial at this time. If we as a global community are to move forward to being a healthier and more loving and prosperous civilization, we need that. That time of, you know, 
I'm in charge. <laughs> Step out of the way. Uh, I have the authority. I, 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 me, me, me. That's over. It's really long been over. But again, sometimes the world is slow to change. But what we need more and more, and this is why the children are becoming so much more important in the forefront, is they have the enthusiasm, the willingness to receive help from above, help from a higher place. So they're naturally more attuned to guidance from spirit, guidance from angels, to be able to match that energy. They look up for guidance instead of look down. <laughs> and so, so when you do, when you trust in the light, it's very much like, you know, if you're walking through the pitch dark of night, a moonless night, but and then the storm starts and everything and you're kind of lost and you don't know where to go and you don't know if you're going to step into a big hole or what. And all of a sudden, there starts to be all this lightning. And at first, we might all look up to the sky because that's where the lightning is flashing. But if you trust, it's like trusting in spirit above. Then you look at where Every time the light flashes, you go, okay, here's my chance to see where I'm going. When that lightning flashes, instead of being, you know, taken by surprise by the lightning and looking up at the sky, you use the light that's shining on the earth and go, okay, I can go this way. Here's a safe path to take me back home, All right? So that's what children naturally do is the light is flashing, and instead of getting beholden by the flashing lights, they go, okay, while the light is flashing on the ground, I'm going to see what steps I have to take. It's going to guide me where to go. And that's spirit guidance, and that's how angels guide. So these incredibly bright children beings in small bodies. That's really what we have to take a look at with children is they're bright, capable souls, full-grown souls who've been around for a long time, who just happen to be in young, small, you know, still developing bodies. So that's why it takes a while, a few several years, before that soul is able to really get on with things. And even some of these bright uh, young children who are leading the way, they require the help of quite a few adults to keep them safe and fed and so forth and so on so they can do what they're here to do. So it's a cooperative effort. And and they can't be, you know, I'm going to do it all by myself and, and I don't care what you say. No, they all are one of the single important factors, qualities that allows them to maintain their relationships with their angels is the willingness to cooperate. Well, our second break is coming right up. And if you haven't read Michael's award-winning book titled, You Are the Answer, it's available from Amazon as well as through our office. Also, you can call our office to purchase the edited and mastered teleclass courses 
all-day seminars and retreats, as well as MP3 downloads. You can find many of the titles and descriptions by clicking on the Download Audio tab in the Events menu section of our website, michaeltamora.com, or by calling our office at 530-926-2650, and that's Northern California. When we return, we'll continue with our exploration of children and angels. See you in a couple of minutes. America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. The best book ever. Transformational, incredible information. One of the best books I've ever read. Inspirational, a must read for anyone interested in accomplishing their purpose. That's what readers around the world are saying about You Are the Answer. The award-winning book by Michael J. Tomorrow, beloved spiritual teacher and clairvoyant visionary. Order your copy now at Amazon.com. If you love living the miracle with Michael and Raphael Tomorrow, you'll love their teleclasses, seminars, and retreats. Check out their upcoming events at MichaelTomorrow.com forward slash events. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. Find out more about everything that they offer at michaeltamura.com. And be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Welcome back. We've been talking about children and angels. And uh, Michael spoke during most of the last section about a lot of really important things. Um, one of the things he talked about um, were the guardian angels of children. And I just wanted to um, remind you that we had an interview back on May 20th with an author named Keith Leon, who uh, wrote a book called Walking with Angels. And he, his story was he had a guardian angel who he could hear from the time he was six. And one of the questions he had was, what do guardian angels do? And in his case, the guardian angel answered, it's our job to make sure that you finish your mission mm. on earth and, and that you don't end up killing yourself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he was one of those children with many, many challenges in which he uh, almost killed himself accidentally quite a number of times and and one time not so accidentally and uh, it's a really amazing story so if you want to hear that whole interview um, you just go back into our archives to May 20th and you'll hear that Keith is a great guy too Um, and I loved his book 
I wanted to talk about another uh, book that I love uh, talking about. One of these days, we will have the author of this book, Tani, T-A-H-N-I Cullen, uh, on our show, I think, because uh, this is a very, very important story. Michael was talking about the children that come in with uh, some kind of congenital or other um, problem, physically speaking or mentally speaking, and yet these children have something really, really important to to bring forth to uh, mankind, to humankind. Well, Tani Cullen is actually Reverend Tani Cullen. She was a high-level uh, minister in her Christian church, and everything was going, her career was going great guns. She was busy with counseling and, and running all of her ministry. Uh, a wonderful story, actually. And then she had her son. And as it turned out, at a, a young, young age, I think it was two or three years old, her son ended up with one of the worst cases of autism I have ever read about. A nonverbal uh, sometimes his body gets out of control and bounces off the wall, so to speak. Um, but Tani was determined with all her might to f- get in communication with him because a nonverbal child is very a, a very difficult situation. And a lot, a lot of work and a lot of love went into her effort to get in touch with him, and one day she did. And not only did she found, find out that he was comprehending everything around him, he could actually spell and write, which was a total shock to her. The book she wrote about this was Josiah's Fire. Josiah was the name of her son, is the name of her son. And um, if you even look up on Facebook, he posts, his mother posts for him, actually, but um, he writes poetry and all kinds of things. He's an older child now, I think in his late teens. But this book, the subtitle of Josiah's Fire is Autism Stole His Words, God Gave Him a Voice. Once she was able to get in touch with him, she found out from him that um, she she wasn't the one that educated him, that he actually, when he went to sleep at night, he said, I'm a normal boy. Mm-hmm. I am a normal boy. When I go to sleep at night, I go to school. Jesus is one of my teachers. And then he talked about his uh, one of his angels, which is why I brought this up. Mm-hmm. He had this angel, and I think he said something like his angel was very, very tall. Mm-hmm. And angels tend to be very large beings. And, and the angel's name was Nathan. So he had like a human name. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's the name that uh, the angel gave him that Josiah could relate to. And Nathan teaches him a whole lot of things. And, and uh, let's say Josiah gets around on the astral plane and gets a very good education there. Yeah. <laughs> well, the astral plane, you know. Uh, if you go to the right schools on the astral, <laughs> you get a lot of your education. Yes, I, that's what that's, happened with me, actually. Same here, and and this is where we teach uh, every night on the astral, and um, when I teach here uh, on on Earth <laughs> in the physical, it's it's uh, like the Reader's Digest version of what I teach on the astral. So anyway, it's it's a reminder. Here, everything's a reminder service. Most of all, the spiritual growth, what I call spiritual growth, is nothing more than a reminder saying, hey, you know, you know this. 
go within and get to know yourself as the spirit that you are and you you know all of this you can do all of this and so like this example of this boy that uh, Raphael is talking about great example there's many many children like this and some parents are like this woman the mother uh, willing to do whatever it takes to get it get it together get it to go and amazing miracles begin to happen others the the parents just go I can't deal with it and shut down or leave or you know put the child up for adoption or something and there's been both and one isn't necessarily better or the other it's chosen the soul that comes in even if the parents abandon that child the soul that comes in knows this ahead of time and some of the very capable souls they they make a choice they if they need to learn okay i have to first learn to overcome that type of major challenge in life emotional mental physical challenge in life okay i'll take care of it early so that as i grow up i could be of more service i could i can teach i can guide other people so forth and so on either by getting over the challenge and being able to do everything or having the challenge and being able to demonstrate teach by demonstration is sometimes even more powerful than teaching by didactic methods so there's all kinds of children and you know remember that uh, since Raphael mentioned Christianity uh, with this mother being a reverend and all that remember what Jesus said you know he taught that anyone who doesn't receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it huh isn't that interesting so not only this isn't just about a child being more receptive to angels just like this uh, uh, Josiah uh, boy when he was much younger and he says hey I, I, I'm going to school I, I'm learning from spirit I'm learning from my angel that uh, even knew his name others of us we would have recognition let's say of oh yeah I was with somebody when I was sleeping or I feel a presence next to me. When I, whenever I need to make an important decision, I get this presence. And I feel this mm, greater degree of certainty. Okay, I'm a little scared. Uh, I don't know if I'm doing the right thing or not, but all of a sudden there's this presence and I relax more and I go, okay, yeah, I have to do this. Great. I get encouragement or, or support or strength or the courage to go ahead with it. But again, like Raphael mentioned earlier, angels won't live for you, won't do it for you. Whatever it is that you have to go through, angels don't have to go through it. <laughs> but they will support you. They will encourage you. They'll inspire you. They'll help you in any way possible to so that you can get through that challenge or you can learn your lesson or you can take the necessary steps and get the job done so that's where angels come in and 
So now for those who are much, much older, your adults, your middle age, your even elderly. And like us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really old and decrepit. <laughs> and, and you're wondering, gee, well, so it's I missed the boat. I'm not a child anymore. No, no, no. The reason we're talking about children and angels today is children are good models when it comes to being closer to spirit. Children and those much older people who are looking at, you know, uh, all right, it's a matter of a short time before I leave this world. Two ends of the life, so-called life spectrum here on earth are closest, naturally closest to spirit. So they are both great teachers for those, anybody, those of us in the middle, in between those two extremes, they're great teachers naturally. And if we observe them and emulate some of, okay, what makes children so close to angel, or at least certain children so close to angel? Well, obviously, first thing, they're open to spirit. And they're not afraid of spirit. They're receptive, and they're not as afraid to ask for guidance, ask for help. They're not closed in on themselves going, no, I know what to do. I know what to do. You know, uh, who do you think I am, uh, stupid or something? I know I could do it by myself. No, they haven't hardened to that level. And even some, you know, older children get to that space sometimes, but they have to learn how to let go of that, right? What, what makes us close up like that and go, no, don't tell me what to do. You know, I don't need guidance. I, I know what I'm doing. That's all protection. And underneath that protection is a great deal of fear. But children, before they become afraid, they're not afraid of anything. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we have to watch out yeah, for them. <laughs> that's why we have to watch out for them. They're not afraid of a, a fast-moving bus coming down the road. They'll just run right out there because they're not afraid. They don't have the experience that, oh, that would be bye-bye <laughs> if you do that, right? And Or that could hurt. But once they start to experience a lot of pain, then they get afraid, some of them. And while well, that's a pretty normal thing that happens to all of us, we all get some sort of PTSD. And until, oh, how do we heal ourselves from that? Again, number one, the most important aspect of all healing isn't the cure. It's returning to spirit, returning to your real self, returning to what you're really here for, to recognizing that, remembering that. And once we do, well, an angel is the mm, messenger for that. The angel is the guardian for that. The angel is the cheerleader support team for that. And stands by us and goes, remember, because if you look to the angel, you're going to be that much closer to God. Huh. If you look to the ego, on the other hand, you're going to be that much further, <laughs> further from God, and you're going to be 
earthbound, so to speak. Huh. You're going to be body bound, separate, isolated. But the minute you start to become receptive, even if you don't think, you know, you've ever seen an angel, you don't experience angels, you don't hear angels, whatever, that's okay. Because that's the beginning of anything. You, you don't have the experience. But the thing is, what I know to be true is angels are everywhere. And they're on tap. Yeah? A-O-D. Angels on demand. <laughs> I like AOT, angels on tap. Uh, angels on tap. Yeah. yeah. And so you just have to ask. You know, you can't demand, hey, angel, get over here. <laughs> They'll just laugh at you. Because when you're like that, you're not open. You're not receptive. You're not asking. You're, you're trying to control the whole thing. You're still going, me. It's about me. With angels, you have to be about all, about not just you, but all of us and the whole. Then, because that's where angels are. Angels are always with the entirety, with the undivided, with the limitless. So it's not like they're being selfish or, or you know, ignoring you. They can't respond to you if you're closed off and isolating yourself and saying, no, I'm in control. You're going to do what I tell you to do. They just, it's not they're opposing you. They're just going, hey, I, I can't help you. I'm over here. You have to come to us. And, but the minute we do, oh, you'll immediately start to experience the difference. The moment you put your attention toward the heavens, if you will, toward spirit, and it's not, spirit isn't separate from you. You are spirit. So to be in touch with angels, you have to go within. Don't look for angels out there. Even though we talk about, oh, the angel was standing in the corner of the room. No. Where you see that angel is within. Where you communicate with the angel is by going within. So watching children, being open to learning from children in the sense of, you know, we don't go to children to learn uh, high-level math unless it's a child prodigy (laughs) in math, but we don't go to children to learn complicated adult, you know, social uh, uh, relationships No, but with children, what can you learn from the mouth of babes? Ah, they're closer to spirit. By observing certain children, you learn how to work with your angels. Well, once again, we've reached the end of our show, if you can believe it. We're grateful that you chose to join us today. We welcome you to tune in next Wednesday to get to know your angels better. We'll even offer you some psychic tools and tips on how you can learn to do that. Also, be sure to check our website, events calendar, latest newsletter, or our social sites for any updates on our Kona Hawaii Seminar Retreat Weekend and whether the events will be on location or offered remotely depending on the world circumstances at the time of this particular broadcast. Until then, be inspired Use your imagination and follow your intuition joyfully. This is 
Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora. We'll see you next week. We appreciate your joining us today. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura can be heard live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again next week, remember to wake up to who you are. It's your purpose here on Earth.